Hello, welcome to episode 19 of the Mobility Access Australia podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking about a recent road trip that my parents and I recently completed, where we drove from from Mornington Peninsula, where we live, across to Adelaide and then across to Perth in Western Australia, driving across the Nullarbor. And um, yeah, so we, we were away for about a month. We left on the 14th of September and just got back on Sunday the 15th of October after spending a couple of days in Adelaide with my uncle which we did on the way over to Perth and um, we probably round trip we did about 8,843 kilometres, basically nearly 8,900 8, kilometres almost round trip. So it's a, it's a huge road trip driving across from Melbourne to Perth and it's a, it's a long way. It's it's worth doing once in your life, but sadly there's not many places that you can stay at which is fully, completely accessible, because we mostly um, stayed in caravan parks in cabins and there are a couple of cabins that were probably accessible um, that, which we didn't stay in because we cause I didn't need it um, but for someone else who actually you know, who uses a wheelchair they'll probably have accessible cabins available I guess because um, there was one caravan park that we stayed at somewhere I think it was in Sedona I, I think yeah Sedona which is in South Australia and um, and the cabin behind us had a, a ramp that went up to into a cabin, which is good, but I don't know, I don't know what it was like inside because we didn't book it. And um, the one we stayed in just had a couple of steps going up into it, and then yeah, but the rest wasn't accessible anyway, just had a normal shower and bathroom and and a room with 
two single beds and another room with a double bed. So it was basically a family cabin. So but that that was at the Sedona at the Big Four Holiday Park and they're Australia wide as well. And um and there was few other places where we stayed at which weren't really accessible either to people in wheelchairs but if you're in a walker you could easily do it you could stay there um but definitely not if you're in a wheelchair you'd have to find um accommodation which was completely accessible, whereas we didn't really need to do it. So most of our, most of the places that we stayed at weren't accessible completely. Most, they're all street level, like on the ground, which is good. And they, some had like a small step down into the rooms and um which is fine if you're in a walker or a walking stick because i had my walking stick with me the whole time and um including my disabled parking permit which i recently got in july this year which is july 2023 if you're listening you know future previous episode for next year um yeah so yeah because I suffer from severe anxiety panic attacks in certain places so um I thought and I was getting worse over the last couple of years so I decided to get a apply for a disabled permit which is been great so far because I can use it when I'm in certain areas and and I can park closer to them and um, by doing that I can come down from my tank attack a lot quicker if I'm parking closer like in a disabled car park parking bay so but anyway yeah so I took that with me and and we used it a couple times while we were traveling which is handy to have um because I had a couple there was a couple of places that I did need it and um, when we were in Perth the city itself and um but there was one, and there was plenty of disabled parking everywhere, around everywhere we went, which is good. And but I only used it a couple of times, which is good. Manning Perth and a couple other places I can't remember where it was. Oh, and that for. Kings Park, um, 
Botanical Gardens in Perth. I used it there and in, in the city in Perth as well. Right in the city. And, um, and we stayed at Kalgoorlie as well on the way back. And, um, didn't use it there. But we went to, well, my parents went to the Gold Fields Museum in Kalgoorlie and I saw a, um, a notice on the main entrance doors saying that it's wheelchair accessible, which is good, but I just didn't really feel comfortable going into this museum kind of thing at Kalgoorlie and um, probably because I knew that I was going to have a panic attack there and um, I probably wouldn't have had one but I just didn't feel comfortable going into it so I just, my parents went in there instead and I just stayed back at in our motel that we were staying at and um yeah and we went to Fremantle which was quite good and Margaret River which is quite good and we went to Bustleton as well which was quite good and um but I didn't I didn't feel comfortable going out onto a Bustleton jetty which is the longest jetty in the southern hemisphere which is I think I said it was about 10 no I think 10 kilometers long or maybe a kilometer longer I think I'm not can't remember how long it was but it's the longest jetty in the southern hemisphere so it's world famous especially in Australia and they actually had a sign up saying um, it's not really suitable for people who have mobility issues because of the uneven um, jetty with the boardwalk and stuff been having a few cracks and stuff in along the boardwalk but they did have a they do run a a um, train kind of thing out to the very end and which was quite good to see but I didn't actually go on it and um because I don't like jetties and because I don't feel comfortable walking out on them because I have a um, <coughs> panic attack out on them. So I just rather avoid them, especially a jetty like Bustleton Jetty. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that anyway. So I just stayed on the 
beach on the foreshore and just had a walk around there while my parents went out to the end and walked back again. <coughs> and then we went to Fremantle Market and in the food area. It was a good market. It's open every week. It's a weekly market. And but in the food area it was so crowded but I think it was just because school holidays were on at the time when we were there but it was so crowded but in the other areas it was a bit quieter there weren't as many people around and the main area was in the food area so that was just crazy it was like wall-to-wall people and you had to dodge people and everything and they had disabled parking in the area as well which is good to see and we didn't actually can't remember if we used one or not at the free mountain markets i can't remember but anyway um uh, where else? Yeah, we went, stayed in Perth, in a suburb near the airport somewhere, just at a caravan park, and which was a bit run down, but it was okay. And yeah, and Perth's alright, it's easy to get around. And there's plenty of disabled car parking and at the Botanical Gardens, which is at King's Park, which is well known. There's several disabled parking bays there right at the front entrance and there's a disabled toilet there as well, which is good. So it's pretty accessible at for botanical gardens, for wheelchairs and walkers and mobility walkers and people with walking sticks, which I had with me. So it was pretty good for access. Yeah, it was pretty good for accessibility at the botanical gardens in Perth. And um, yeah, so on the way back. We did this, well, on the way over, we went, drove along the um, coast road, along the Nullarbor and along the coast, which is quite amazing, but it's pretty boring scenery, there's not much to see, and in driving along the, across the Australian it as well and, and there's a few places that you can um, turn off and have a look at a, a couple of areas lookout areas on the Great Australian Bight and um, and some of it's accessible and there's one area which is definitely accessible and and there's a visitor centre as well. Can't remember where it was. 
and then there's and then we also went to the Pinnacles as well, which was quite amazing. And then I had disabled parking there, and I and I think a disabled toilet as well, and a visitor centre as well, which was accessible. And um, and the Pinnacles was accessible as well, which is good. Because you can actually drive around to each rock formation and pull up anywhere in dedicated parking areas, which is great. And um, and if you've got a concession, it's actually cheaper because you only have to pay $6. Whereas if you don't have one, it's like $10 or something for an adult. And that covers the whole entire car, so it's only just per car, which is great. And, um, yeah, in Kalgoorlie, you know, which I mentioned before, most of that was accessible, and there's a lot of disabled parking there around the town. And, um, and there's a I had a great big um, mine pit there, but we didn't actually go out and look at it because we were only there for a night. But on the way home, we just went and stayed at various roadhouses and motels and stuff and whatever and on the way over and on the way back driving across the Nullarbor and um, most of that was kind of accessible well but not to wheelchair users but a few places you, you did it, definitely could use a um, mobility walker and a walking stick of course because it was one um, place on the way back home along when we were driving across the Nullarbor. I saw an a, um, elderly couple and an elderly lady. She had a she was in a walker, so it was which was good to see. And she was the first one that I'd seen using a walker during the whole entire road trip which is good and and I saw him twice I think two places that we stayed at and there was one place where we stayed at on the way back home which we didn't actually stay at before previously when we were going over in mid-September but we did it on our way back and it was called the um, it was on a Nullarbor just near the Western Australian South Australian border which operates under the Central Western time zone and they which is confusing so it's like free there's this area which is 
covers 350 kilometres distance from the border to another town, which is um, Border Village, which is right on the um, border of the state border of West Australia and South Australia to Sedona in the west and um, and border east border villages in the heading to the east to South Australia so um, it's basically 45 minutes ahead of Perth local time and 45 minutes behind um, west uh, behind South Australian time during during the summer, I think, and and it's a an unofficial time zone, but it only covers from Border Village to Sedona, which is like three hundred fifty kilometres driving distance and that covers several towns well mainly road houses along this stretch of road along going across the Nullarbor which is strange and we stayed at a couple of them going over and coming back as well we stayed at a couple of them again on our way back, but at this motel we hadn't stayed at before, we, which is close to the border, and this one was called Eucla Motel, which is spelt um, E-U-C-L-A Motel, and um, and I thought. This one was actually really good because because they had the room that I was in because my parents and I had two separate motel rooms at a few places and other places we shared a mo shared a accommodation. It was like a family room, like a. Um, double bed and, and another room which had two singles, single beds and we did that, stayed at a couple places like that, but most of the places we had separate motel rooms, like this one at the um, Euclid Motel in Club, Western Australia <coughs> and um, this the room, I, room, the room that I had was room 29 and, um, and that was and it was accessible which was great because it had a um, a ramp going up from the parking area like a concrete ramp 
which was quite steep actually, and um, and then I had a a um, like a walkway sort of area which ran the full length of the rooms or the motel rooms, which is quite good, and um, and then on a couple of the rooms. They had a, a like a small ramp going into the room itself because most of them had steps going into the room. So they had a couple um, where they had a ramp, a wooden ramp going into the room itself from the walkway, a concrete walkway, which is good. And and I was in room twenty nine at the Euclid Motel and and it was quite good. It was a they had a double bed and two singles single beds. Maybe three single beds, I can't remember. And um and then I had a bathroom at the back of the room which had a door that opened inwards I think yeah the motel room door opened inwards and the bathroom door opened inwards as well which is good and inside the bathroom it had like a roll-in shower area which is good and um and one of those shower heads that you could actually take off and shower yourself down, whatever, or you can just leave it on the connected to the wall as well. And then I had a, a ramp. I mean, no, not not a ramp. I I they had a um, handrail, a grab rail next to the toilet as well which is good which is basically in the same room as well <coughs> and um, so the room room 29 that I was in was completely accessible at the Euclid Motel in Western Australia on the, going across the Nullarbor so if you haven't decided to do a road trip across from Adelaide to Perth, I highly recommend staying at the Eucla Motel and, and booking um, room 29 that was completely accessible. For wheelchair users and also people in mobility walkers and definitely people with walking sticks as well. And I think when I was talking to a cleaner the next morning when we were leaving and, and I mentioned that to her and, um, and how I said this was the first motel accommodation that we've stayed at, which had a 
accessible bathroom, which is good to see. And um, not that we were looking for one, but just the off chance that we come across this one, it was really good. So that's good to see. And then um, all, the, all the other accommodations, yeah, there was one there, which I can't remember where it was. Um, had a, a rolling air bathroom that you could access, but it had like a step going into the motel room. So it wasn't that really accessible. But um yeah, so yeah, so it's worth doing the, the road trip we <coughs> we covered nearly eight eight thousand nine hundred nearly eight thousand nine hundred kilometers this round trip which is a crazy amount of distance of driving and when you're in Western Australia it's all 110 kilometre speed limits on the main highways and including in South Australia as well it's all 110 but once you drive back into Victoria it drops down to back down to a hundred and um which is a bit of a pain but most of the roads here in Victoria are pretty rubbish anyway and they're rough and not that good. But yeah, it's it's worth doing at least once in your life, but it's just a super long way. And there's not much phone service going across the Nullarbor either, unless you're with Telstra, because we're with, we're with um, Vodafone, so obviously they don't have service in most places, especially going along there, but we did get service in certain towns like some of the main, main towns like Kalgoorlie, um, Busselton, um, Albany, Margaret River, Fremantle of course and Perth of course but, and the odd place town going across the Nullarbor as well but not really and um, some in South Australia as well there's a few places that we didn't get phone coverage either but most of the motel most of the accommodation that we stayed at had Wi-Fi which is good and there was one there which offered unlimited Wi-Fi, which is great. And then there was a, the odd 
ones, which were pretty rubbish. They only offered you like two gigabytes of data to download, which is nothing these days if you're a heavy user. And um, so I mostly just used my own data on my phone plan with Vodafone when I had phone coverage. But yeah, it's it's worth doing. And if you've got Telstra or maybe Optus, you'd be fine with phone service in most areas compared to Vodafone, who only works in big towns and cities, of course. And, um, yeah. But, yeah, so... That took us about a month to do. And we were doing one night in each um, place that we stayed at. And we spent three nights in Adelaide before we actually started because we've got relatives there and then we stayed there again on our way back home last week. Spent three nights there on the way home again just to break up the journey. And, um, and then we spent two nights in... Margaret River, I think, and then two nights in Perth as well. But all the other nights are just one night each at, at each destination. Because we're only doing like short trips each day, probably like four hour trips each day, just to break it up but it's easy to do a long trip each day but we didn't want to do that like most people were doing and most people were leaving around 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning and to get on the road again because some of the distances were quite big between between places so and and the fuel is was expensive in some areas so you gotta fill up when you need to and um, yeah but it's worth doing but I wouldn't mind going back to Perth again and having a bit more time to have a look around again because there was a couple of things that I wanted to see but we didn't have enough time but I think I'd probably fly over next time or maybe catch a train over as well which is the Indian Pacific and that goes from Adelaide and um, but that's pretty expensive to do 
so it's probably easier just to fly over and hire a car once you're in once you land in Perth. Bavaria, Perth is uh, two hours behind the eastern states like Sydney, Melbourne and all that during winter and during summer like when daylight saving starts on the 1st of October they become three hours behind because we go forward an hour and then Adelaide's half an hour behind so which is all the time no matter what time of year but yeah so that was our first big road trip to Western Australia and that was the first time I've actually time I've actually been to Western Australia as well and um, and we recently did a road trip up to Brisbane in Queensland in January this year and where we probably spent a month driving up there and back again but we stayed three nights in each location that we stayed at and um, but that on that road trip it just felt um, it was a bit quicker compared to our Perth trip that we just got back from on Sunday it felt we were away for a long time and I just and I just felt it was time to come home last week and um, whereas when we did the Queensland road trip I didn't even think of it it was like a time to come home I just felt I don't know it was just a normal road trip but the Perth trip yeah it just felt too too long I thought because from the uh, Western Australia and South Australian border to Perth via Kalgoorlie it's about 1500 kilometres and we'd already just driven from the Victorian border to South Australian border, which is a sort of a biggish state as well. But driving from Melbourne to South Australian border, and then which is quick anyway, it doesn't take that long to get to South Australia from Melbourne, well, from Geelong we caught the ferry across to Queenscliff and then, and then drove to Geelong and then from Geelong to South Australian border it's only a couple of hours drive and then driving from border to 
Western Australian border, it's a long way. Because we got to drive to Adelaide and then up to Port Augusta, and then we went down to Port Lincoln and continued along the coast to the border, and then straight along the Nullarbor, and then down through Market River and Bustleton and all that. And then inland on the way back through Kalgoorlie and then inland coming back from Western Australia, driving through South Australia inland. So we drove through Kimber, which is in the middle of nowhere, and then back to Port Augusta and then back down to Adelaide again. So on the way back from South, from the border to Adelaide, we only stayed at one or two places on the way back. And then on our last place, we, I think we stayed at, um, Sedona, I think, on the way back, and then just drove from Sedona to Fire, Port Augusta, down to Adelaide, and we just did that in a day, because we had to get back to Adelaide on last Thursday, and then spend three nights in Adelaide, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night in Adelaide and drove back to Melbourne on on um, Sunday to Geelong on Sunday which was a day's drive so got back home around 6.30 on Sunday night after leaving around 8 o'clock no, 8.30 on Sunday morning. And then we gained half an hour because of a time zone difference between South Australia and Victoria with half an hour in front. And, um, yeah, so just did the Adelaide to home in a day's drive, which is easy to do. Yeah, so uh, if you're ever planning to do uh, this big road trip, it's worth doing, but it's just pretty long. <coughs> long days, but it's worth it. Alright, uh, yeah, I've gone on for a bit now. So, um,. Yeah, so I'll be doing another podcast episode soon to talk about something else, which is big news for our family. So I'll be talking about that in a couple of days. Yeah, so thank you. And don't forget to share this, please. 
episodes and a show with friends. And uh, follow us on follow me on Instagram and Facebook because I post on Instagram quite often lately and um, yeah so you can talk to me on there if you like. Alright, thank you and stay tuned for the next episode, episode 20.